I was gonna change the world, but then I got high. Ooh, ooh. I was gonna say something smart, but then I got high. Ooh, ooh. We were gonna do a podcast, now we don't know why. Ooh, ooh. Because we got high. Because we got high. Because we got high. Podcast Yggdrasil. And we're back. It's true. We're starting a singing career. <laughs> Uh, the voice of an angel. <laughs> That's... Your voice is so much deeper than mine. Yes. All right, we're back. It's been a while. Yes, it's like almost summer here. Or, uh, yeah. It feels like it was winter last time we did this. I don't <sighs> even know. Fucking Corona. I, I blame I mean, this I've year, been, last year. I've been years. sick a bit. Uh, school's been all messed up. It's been a while. I've been sick. It, you've been, then I moved. Yeah, you moved. Then I was sick again. Your computer was fucked. Yes. I mean, that's the main reason we've been out for like a week or two. The I think it's a bit more than a week. The, yeah, but we were... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> yeah, but we were supposed to do a new episode around Easter or something, but then your computer got ganked. Yep. But now we're back. That's what matters. And yes. we're doing a jolly, jolly episode on... The drugs. war on drugs. Damn, if we time that, that would be great. Yes. <laughs> We're doing a great new episode on the, the war, war on, on drugs. drugs. Ooh, jazz hands. Ooh. All right. War on drugs, Matthew. What do you think? Why are we talking about it? I mean, as drugs a... Drugs are bad, okay? As a pacifist, not really. <laughs> I don't like the wars. Um, well, no, it's, it's a stupid thing, and it's kind of relevant here in Norway because... We almost got some good-ass drug reform passed, and then some people were like, but shouldn't we toss people who do drugs, especially kids, in jail? I think that's a good thing. And yeah, we were real close until our, la- wasn't it our labor party that fucked us over. Yeah, they were like, mm. for us, solidarity is important, so therefore we want to put people in jail. Mm. Yeah, so for those who don't know what Matthew is talking about, uh, he's talking about the brand-new drug reform that... Crashed and burned. Yes. Yeah. And, and I what mean, was the reform supposed to do? It was a, basically a, not a legalization, but a decriminalization of people carrying small amounts of drugs. Dr- the amounts intended for personal use. Mm. Uh, it doesn't mean it couldn't be confiscated. You would be required to do, go to counseling or other, you know... Maybe a fine or something? Uh, I'm not sure. You get fines today for lower amounts, but so I guess that was... The, the, the intended part was that instead of like dealing with it as a criminal issue, it should be dealt with as a health issue, mm. which, I mean, most people who are stuck doing drugs kind of not doing it to break the law, but more because they have health issues. Yeah, and so also... It makes uh, sense. And the vast majority of people... And this is a global thing. This, I mean, yeah. this fact goes for the entire world. We will not just be talking about Norway. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> uh, but the vast majority of people arrested for drug offenses are arrested for, you know, personal use. Uh, the minority that deals drugs, you know, that pushes drugs, uh, are a very, very small part of the law enforcement agenda in their war against drugs. So, yeah. uh, Thankfully, we avoided this reasonable, new, and positive development. 
and will instead be arresting teenagers and people just looking to... Especially the black ones. Yeah, I mean, a bonus. If you're, if you, if you're anything non-white, it's a bonus. Much easier to deal with, just putting you in a hole. Uh, but yeah, war on drugs. Uh, it's relevant uh, to us because of what we just missed here in Norway. Uh, our Labour Party betrayed us, you know, the people. Uh, but this, like we said, it's an international issue. And yeah. I think most people, when they hear the war on drugs, the first thing they think about is the USA. Which yeah. makes sense. Well, either that or the stupid fact that you have war on, like, an inanimate object. Yeah, I mean, the entire concept is kind of silly. I mean, I, I guess it would depend on what your stance on drugs as a whole is. I mean, if you're just opposed to drug use, then I guess I guess you're pro... I mean, you're right in being for the war on drugs. Uh, you're also an asshole. Because it's none of your business what other people do, as long as it's not harming you. PSA from Andy. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's my personal opinion. And uh, But yeah, where do you want to start, Matthew? Well, like you said, the first one thinks about is America and, you know, the fact that it was... Uh, sorry, uh, this is rude, but <laughs> I actually did some preparations for this one, you know? Yeah, that's really rude of you to yeah. do preparations. It's kind of rude to interrupt, yeah. I told you to speak and then immediately interrupted mm. you. Okay, but... Because I, I, I did no preparation in solidarity with expecting you <laughs> to do no preparation. But I wrote down some questions that I thought we should hit answer. me, Andy. Hit me. Uh, what does the war on drugs mean? I mean, when we say war on drugs, what do we actually mean? I mean, do you mean in terms of like? Now, give me the two sentence rebel. Uh, no, not rebel. Like what I'm hearing is like you know political buzzword. What is the war on drugs? It's throwing people that do drugs in jail forever and lock the key and thinking they're bad people and probably mm -hmm. involved in organized crime and trafficking children and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. And they're black because that's... And that's your definition of the war on drugs? Because that's what I'm asking. I'm pretty sure it was Nixon's, but okay. Uh, yeah, but, but take it seriously. The war on drugs, what, what do they mean by... Practically, what does it mean? Or thematically? I would say like a hard police response to any form of drug use. Mm. Yeah, I think that sounds pretty correct, succinct. Uh, please, finish the point you were going to make. I earlier. am totally forgetting what Because we have a terrible, terrible habit of just jumping straight into the pot of whatever we're talking about. We just go straight into the middle. I, so I thought we'd be good boys and start, you yeah. know, at the beginning. What does the war on drugs mean? I think actually what I was going to say was also the things about the beginning, considering the beginning of the start of the war on drugs, which, you know, was basically around the Nixon era, where they realized that, you know, we really don't like hippies, but we can't put them in jail for being hippies. We really don't like black people, but we can't put them in jail for being black people. What do these people have in common? Oh, marijuana. We could jail them for marijuana. Yeah. Uh, the Big next question... Because I, I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six questions. Six, one, uh, six singular words. Uh, what, why, how, who, where, and when? 
And we just dealt with what? What does the war on drugs mean? And you just propelled us into the why. Yes. Because I think there are two answers to the question of why. <laughs> why do we have the war on drugs? You have the official reason, which I would say is to... We, la we launched the war on drugs to you know fight crime, uh, make the streets and our homes safer. Protect our families yeah, and the integrity of the family units. Yeah, I mean... Protect people's health, uh, avoid addiction issues, uh, fight crime, uh, you know, better mental health. Uh, all that stuff that they should care about is what they said the war on drugs was about. Yeah. But why did they really launch the war on drugs? And as you said, that was to fuck with the blacks and the hippies. It was, it was a political thing from the start. And it's crazy how, you know how it escalated, not in the political sense, but, you know, they was going to get rid of it, and then they, you know, cracked down, and then that didn't work, so they were like, what if we crack down five times as hard, and then that didn't work, and then they're like, but what if we crack down even harder, though? And it's like, you know, we're almost at the point where it's like, you can be shot in the street for smoking a joint, and they're like, but why isn't this working? I mean, it's been... Uh it's been strange thinking about this again. I mean, it's been a while since I really thought about, you know, the behind-the-scenes part of the war on drugs. Because, and I say it's weird, because we have irrefutable evidence. We have an admission from uh, one of the top members of the government from back then. One of Nixon's, Richard Nixon's top guys. I don't remember his name right now. I should have looked it up. But... He, you did he went preparation and everything. He went on the record and said that, hey, uh, we needed to do something about the blacks. We needed to do something about the hippies. And like you said, the common denominator for those two groups were marijuana. And I think, I'm paraphrasing, but this guy said something like, uh, the war on drugs allowed us to, you know, go into their houses, break up their meetings and arrest, arrest them. Yeah. Uh, basically, sabotage any anti-war effort or anti-authoritarianism. Authoritarian, yeah, authoritarianism. Because it, it opened the door, quite literally, in this sense, to do, you know, a lot of shit which they couldn't do otherwise. It's like, oh, we can raid this house because we suspect there might be drugs there. Like, the, the level you need to suspect some of these things kind of don't need a lot of evidence or is like fairly like basically you're doing stereotypical shit like oh black people live there they probably have drugs that's not problematic at all yeah it, it allowed them to and, based um, on very little information just completely harass and basically ruin and it's kind of funny of because this came up uh, while this law was discussed in or well, technically, I guess it's a change of a law, but while it was discussed, because, and I'm not sure if you picked this up in the news, but basically, like always when these things happen, the police are vehemently against it. Legalizing Wait, wait what are you talking about now? That the police are extremely against the concept of legalizing drugs in any form, yeah, because okay. what we're going to do then? Mm -hmm. And... One of the, I'm not sure exactly who, but like some important police dude in Norway was like talking before the, the, the government hearing. And he was talking about that. This 
will make it extremely hard for us because with this new law, we can no longer just like stop people randomly and search them for drugs if we think they have drugs. And then, you know, um, the Minister of Justice basically went, um, according to the Constitution today, that's still extremely <laughs> illegal. You cannot do that. And it's like, but that's what we've been doing for the last decades. Yeah. Don't worry. You've been breaking the law for a while. And, you know, that proves in a way that the way that the police have dealt with this issue is at best legally shady, at worst unconstitutional, whether it's here or, I mean, if you look at cop shows or, you know, the news, it's not like, you know, you don't see, you know, police accidentally putting some drugs here or like, you know, oh, it's that... You're eating, like, a Cinnabon with something on top. Is that cocaine? Let me check it. Yeah, I mean, it, it allowed them to do basically whatever they wanted. They could, they could stop anyone on the street. They could, like you said, plant drugs on people with very little difficulty. And, like you also mentioned, the police have, ex with extreme persistence, uh, fought and resisted any kind of accountability or changes to the war on drugs. And all available research has shown that the war on drugs has failed. It's a losing battle. Uh, no one is benefiting. And it's but costly. No one is benefiting but the industries that produce other drugs or the prison industry. Uh, the people benefit nothing from the war on drugs. And like you said, it's expensive as fuck. It's really, really expensive for us, for you and me. And especially for the communities that when, you know, drugs become a black market uh, purchasable item mm. turns, you know, places into, I mean, sure, there's cartels and there's our gangs and, you know, all that kind of shit, but they only work because this is really profitable for them. Yeah, fuck you, legalize it. You don't like Mexican cartels? Uh, decapitating entire school buses full of children. Good. Legalize it. They're trying to in uh, Mexico right now, actually. Legalizing decapitation of school children? Legalize the drugs. Legalize the fucking drugs. Yeah, and... Oh, you know, God, I, I feel I'm getting agitated already. Yeah. We're, what, 15 minutes into the recording? Whew. And I mean, we, we have some examples where this has happened, you know, like Portugal did decriminalization which worked out yeah, very addiction, well. Addiction was lowered, crime was lowered, and, you know, the people addicted to drugs, uh, they got treatment. Yeah, they can get treatment. They don't have to be afraid of, like, getting jumped by the cops because they went out and bought something. Mm. Other people didn't have to be afraid of, They don't you know, have to rely on criminals. Yeah. That helps a lot. And they don't have to become criminals themselves. I mean, sure, some end up doing it eventually, but... You know, just not being forced to do it outside of normal society. It's, yeah. It plays a big part in just reducing the problem and reducing the harm. And also, another major important point that also pisses me off. Oh. Agitated Andy. Yes, agitated. I'm getting so angry. Angry Andy. I'll calm down. But another big important point is the fact that drugs are legal. Sometimes. Yeah. Some drugs are very, very harmful and very, very addictive. I've, uh, I've but still done some very, of them. very legal. Like I've I have a history of 
being in the hospital because you know the health isn't always what I would like it to be and like when they're gonna put you under because they're gonna cut you up they give you drugs when you come out of surgery and every part of your body is hurting like hell they give you drugs and they're good drugs there's also scary drugs because you can feel how addictive they are if you stay on them too long but those drugs are fine and by all means I'm, I'm glad they were it would have hurt like fucking hell if they weren't and then there's also other things like things that are drugs that we don't call drugs like I mean, how many alcohol people, how many people do you know who smoke cigarettes tobacco uh, I, I don't have enough fingers to even count yeah, well, a I, fraction I mean, of them tobacco usage and snooze usage yes that's a thing in Norway has probably gotten down but like if you think about you know we're living now in COVID lockdown still here. Uh, and we have people who the thing they're looking the most forward to is when they're going to open the bars so they can get out and get completely wasted. That's like the main thing they're looking forward to when lockdown ends. And I mean, somehow they, that's not doing drugs. I mean, they can't even stop themselves right now. I mean, throughout this entire pandemic... What's the one place that hasn't been closed down at all? The, I mean, what we in Norwegian call the Vinmonopol. The, the place where you buy liquor. Booze. Yeah, liquor. And liquor like, stores. They planned to close it, and then it got so swapped with people panicking and buying alcohol that they were like, fuck it, we're going to leave it open because we're causing a health crisis. Well, yeah, there's a health crisis and also just people whining. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. I know probably a handful of people who would be ready to turn to violence if they were just not able to get but their hands on. But holy hell, if alcohol. they would judge you, if they saw you with weed. Yeah, they see me smoking a joint on my porch, <laughs> just relaxing. Ooh, they'd, yeah, mm. they would have words with me. <laughs> yeah, so there's a very, very... And deep breath... There's a very, very displeasing hypocrisy in how we deal with certain various drugs. Because, I mean, marijuana is a Schedule One drug. Uh, MDMA, which is good for, you know, rehabilitation and therapy, Schedule One drug. Uh, psychedelic mushrooms, LSD, good for introflection and, you know, self, self-help and... Also tasty on pizza. Yeah, and, you know, just fun time without much damage, any damage really, it's just not legal. It's a Schedule 1 drug. You can go to jail for years. There are people who are sitting in, who's been sitting in a cell. There, there are people who are sitting in cells right now and, and have been for decades for just simple marijuana uh, infractions. And it's monstrous. I mean, can you imagine how, how, how must it feel to having, let's say you've spent the last 20 years in prison for, you know, selling weed or whatever. Because that's a fact. People, there are plenty oh, yeah. of people who are in that situation. And now in America, we're seeing a rapid legalization of, well, marijuana at least. How must it feel to come out of prison after 20 fucking years, 20 of your best years most likely, and, you know seeing people casually smoking the same joint that put you in a hole for two decades. I mean, there's a... 
There's a philosophical argument that says it's a good thing because it implies progress, because theoretically you could be coming out and seeing people coming in again for the same thing. But it sucks. I'll it's, tell it's you right now. I'll tell you right now. I would murder every fucking person around me if that happened to me. See? Holy shit. See, Andy, it's true. If you start smoking marijuana, you will become a murderer. It's true. You know what? I'm okay with that. In that, <laughs> in that example, holy shit. But um, I would... I, I, I seriously think I would... Okay, I wouldn't kill myself. I would... Let's stop it there. I would be very angry. Holy shit. The war on drugs is a nightmare. This is just a hypothetical. I mean, it's almost enough to make me a Christian just so I can believe in hell. Because the people responsible for the war on drugs, they are going to hell if it's there. Doesn't Christian people think that drug users go to hell though? Even better. They get to meet them later. Holy fuck. And also, the devil should love drug users, right? I mean, there's lots of smoke in hell. I'm assuming that's because of the weed. <laughs> hell, the biggest hot box <laughs> in existence. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we got a bit derailed there, but fuck, man. The war on drugs. It's, it's destroyed. I don't think it's... I don't think it's unreasonable to say that it's destroyed millions of lives. No, and it's... Tens of millions of lives, probably. It's an unwinnable war. It's a war that's started to, you know, perpetuate its own existence. Yeah, and it's been real effective in furthering the goal of the people responsible for and it. you know... Because you got to attack the, black, the blacks and the hippies uh, back during the Vietnam War and that kind of... When it started. And today, it's still a very effective means to keep minorities, and especially black people, if we're talking America, uh, to keep them, you know, downtrodden. Because, let, let's say, what's a standard family? Uh, one man, one woman, and two kids. Four people. Yeah. Uh, both people need to work in order to feed everyone. Uh, you might not even have a family car. I mean, people are pretty strapped for cash in America. You're fucked either way, unless you're rich. And then suddenly, one of you goes to prison. It might not even be for that long. Let's say it's just a year or a few months for smoking a joint. Uh, then you get out and your problem's solved, right? No, you're fucked again. Because you've been, you've been out of a job for X amount of time. You've not paid all of your bills for X amount of time. Your you, job don't want to have a convicted felon working there. Yeah, you got a criminal record now. And most people, most job applications in America, I think they have a box where they ask, hey, have you ever been convicted of a crime? And if you lie on that, they can fire you. I mean, in America, they can fire you for anything anyway. But basically, just it doesn't end with the punishment and the time you spend in prison. It, it keeps hounding you. And let's not... I almost forgot the anti-democratic part of it because... There are thousands, if not millions, of people, and especially black people, they're overrepresented. But there are thousands, if not millions, of these people who are disenfranchised from voting. At least in America, if you're convicted of like a drug offense, you can lose your right to vote in elections. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice crossover from our last episode, but it's impressively fucked up, and I mean... If we think back to the original intent of this that was purely against political enemies, 
making taking them out of the democratic process. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I mean, it's okay. To me and you, uh, I guess it looks so obvious what they're doing that. It, okay, if you had told me, hey, Andy, you know, we're, we run this country, right? Yes. Uh, we're going to put all these black people who aren't going to vote for us in prison, and then we're going to fuck up their lives forever afterwards. And we're going to try to put them back in prison as quickly as possible, you know, by fucking things up for them. You know, so we can make some money for our prison industry buddies. Uh, if you had told me that... I would laugh at you and say, you fucking moron, that's not gonna work, that's too obvious. And that's why I'm gonna be supreme leader, emperor, dictator, yeah, and I mean, you won't. I gotta bow down, cause you'd be a fucking billionaire. You'd, you'd be the king of the hill, cause that shit worked. That's what they've been doing, that's what they are doing, and that's what, what they're still trying to do. And it's impressive that it took along for such a long time, if you consider that the reason prohibition ended was kind of the same problems that they're having here. And it ended after, like, what, a decade? I think so, yeah. So you would think that after having, you know, the war on drugs for half a century, you would realize the same things. But yeah. let's play some devil's advocate here. Let's not, you know, we kind of agree on this, but if we it's look at this the other... where we stand. If we look these other ways, you know, like, drugs... They're dangerous. Should you just, like, let everybody do all the dangerous drugs? That's a big question, actually, because I'm very pro the freedom to do whatever you want with your body. As long as you're not harming anyone else, I really don't care what you do to yourself. But, so, so for example, uh, marijuana, uh, yeah, marijuana, MDMA, psychedelics, that kind of stuff, I think it should be freely available under the condition of education. <laughs> People need to be informed about what drugs they take. Uh, but they should be able to take them, I think. Should it's your children own take it? Uh, I don't... Children? How, what do you mean by children? Like, um, 16 and under, or...? You, you said freely available, so I'm like, just... Uh, well, no. I, I'd say, wait, maybe 16? Yeah, 16. Sounds good, I think. But some... You need some arbitrary age limit, sure. I mean... I don't want some child to be able to buy beer in, in a store. But it should be legal for consumption the same way tobacco and alcohol is legal. And even tobacco and alcohol, they are terrible drugs. Uh, they aren't that fun. <laughs> they harm you really badly. And, you know, they kill thousands, if not hundreds or hundreds of thousands or even millions of people every year. It's a ter they are terrible drugs, but I want them to be available because, you know, it's up to you. If you want to fuck yourself up being an alcoholic, then go ahead. If my mom wants to die of lung cancer in a decade, then I guess that's up to her. But if you had told me, hey, Andy, I think I'm going to try heroin. If I heard that, I'd be kind of... Yeah, I wish someone would stop this moron. <laughs> so it's a big question because princ uh, principally I'm for it, for full legalization. 
But at the same time, there are drugs, uh, since we're being devil's advocates here, yeah. uh, there are drugs that are just so, so harmful and so addictive that it's very hard for me to just say, yeah, sure, legalize it. Because what's the worst drug you have? I mean, heroin is a classic. It's one of the worst ones because uh, it's extremely addictive. It messes you up when you get addicted. And yeah, I mean, it ruins you and the people around you in quite a few ways. Uh, and you have other stuff like fentanyl, which is much deadlier, like 100 times as potent as heroin or something. Uh, so that's much deadlier. Uh, I don't know, bath salts, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, PCP. Uh, there are lots of terrible things. <laughs> but ultimately, I think the solution here is to say, yes, legalize. But we need to invest heavily in education. We need people... I mean, we talked about critical thinking before and how important it is. And I think that's going to be imperative if we choose to legalize. Uh, if we don't educate people on what the exact effects are and the risks, that kind of thing, it would be deeply irresponsible to just legalize things. Because uh, take, for example, uh, psychedelic mushrooms, which I'm a big proponent of. I think that that can have a massive effect on the mental health of um, you know, people worldwide. I think it could really revolutionize mental health. But if you legalized it tomorrow, it would take 12 minutes before you saw some article about some 16, hey, I, I did 34 grams of psychedelic mushrooms, now I'm a lemon. <laughs> you, you'd get that, you know? So not only would you get people that fuck each other up or fuck themselves up on drugs, uh, you'd also get people who give, <laughs> give drugs a bad name. So you need education, you need information. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I think, you know, e even if we don't go so far as to legalize everything, I think, you know, if we were to say, you know, let's say somebody got really, really drunk. Like, I mean, you worked at a pub, you know drunk people. Mm. And I don't mean like they get violent or like something like that. They just like get really, really wasted. Nobody would say that, hmm, the most reasonable measure to take here is call the police, get this guy in a cell... Make sure they spend like, you know, five years on the inside. That will teach them not to drink too much. Yeah, I but mean, that would like that's not the kind of help you would give such a person. Mm -hmm. And why is that the help we would like give somebody who does heroin? Yeah, I mean it's moronic. And the only people who benefit from that is the person who runs, you know, a prison or drug manufacturing or, you know, I don't know, uh, rehab centers yeah and the people who sell like the legal drugs yeah like alcohol industry is probably earning a lot on being the legal drug yeah i mean the, <laughs> that's another big on the why column because uh, why is this is the war still uh, why is the war on drugs still going so actively when we have so much research to show that it's completely useless for anyone but the drug pushers and the manufacturers and, you know, the assholes. Well, if... It's because if you start legalizing other drugs, you might see, you might see a reduction in the use of drugs like tobacco or alcohol. Well, I mean, if we were to run the 
governments and our countries and the world the way science would say would be the best <laughs> it would be a pretty different place compared to what it is we we tend to like to go against the science you know what i think what, what i would like and this is a very unethical <laughs> thought experiment but go the un security council go in there drop a few grams of mushrooms into their, their coffee or tea or baby blood whatever they're drinking and just see what happens i think they would mellow out or blow us up with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, they're either going to be like great friends or we get nuclear war. Is anyone else seeing the alien? <laughs> uh, that's Kim Jong-un. Just calm down, Donald. <laughs> Donald Trump on shrooms? Oh my God. That would be magical. I mean, we already speculated <laughs> oh, in that he was doing drugs during the debate, so... I mean, have you seen the picture of, you know, his drawer full of pills? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the guy's a junkie. Um, yeah. Um, Did you have any other intelligent questions? Cha. Mr. Prepared Man. Mm. I mean, I wrote down, how do they go about it? You know, how, how does the war on drugs work? And you kind of cover that already. They patrol certain areas. I mean, and by certain areas, we mean... Poor areas, black areas, yeah. minority areas. I mean, the problem here is... The colored folk. A, there's a certain amount of crime there already because, you know, poor people tend to be more likely to... Turn to crime to... To turn to crime, but also, like, if you live in a poorer area and you're going to smoke a joint, like, you might live in a small place, you might live with your family, you probably go outside... If you live in a big-ass mansion, you can smoke that shit up without thinking about it inside or even in your own garden. Mm. Police don't go there, mm. but if you go down to the block, suddenly somebody's there. Yeah. And then crime rates go up, and then people say, even more crime in these areas where all of these poor and minority people live. We should crack down harder. And it's so... And it's then the so, circle just keeps on going. It, yeah, because it's so infuriating, because... The proponents of the war on drugs, they will say, but hey, look at all these minorities and poor folk. They're doing so much drugs. If but the war on drugs is so useless, then why are we catching so many bad guys, so many criminals? But back, like we said, if you go back to the science and the facts, there's just as much drug use, if not even more, in the richer areas. Yeah, because they know they can get away but with it. But they don't get caught because yeah. it's, it's safe. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, I also wrote down, you know, who do they target? The who? And we've covered that. Minorities. Black people and hippies I mean, were the original targets. Now it's just minorities and anyone... You, you would who, think after seeing The Wolf of Wall Street that they would go harder on rich people when it comes to drugs. Yeah, holy crap. I'm pretty sure there are yachts just made out of cocaine. Just Jordan <laughs> Belfort or what he's called. He's probably just licking the deck of his, his yacht. Actually, that sounds amazing. I mean, I've never done cocaine, and I never will, but that just sounds amazing. A boat made of cocaine? I guess it would last like two minutes on the water, but... <laughs> I mean, if it didn't, that would probably be an ideal way to smuggle it into a country. Like, Damn right. I'm just on a boat. Please don't bring your dogs onto it. If I was a, if I was a justice, a judge, and <laughs> some person came in front of me, and they said, Hey, Your Honor... This guy, he smuggled 
literal shit tons of drugs into the country. Literally a boatload. <laughs> yeah, he literal boatloads of drugs into the country. Uh, he, yeah, he, he made a boat out of cocaine. If I heard that, I would just say, You're free to go, sir. <laughs> That's just impressive. <laughs> uh, where? Is this just an America thing or is it worldwide? And the war on drugs is definitely a worldwide thing, but it varies wildly from place to place, I'd say. We mentioned Portugal, which has legalized a lot of drugs. There's also and Amsterdam being Amsterdam in yeah. the Netherlands. I mean, in uh, Copenhagen, in Denmark, you have uh, Christiania. But they're kind of uh, trying to go down on that now. I, I get the feeling like... They are? Yeah. It's ah. like, I don't think it's like happened yet, but you get the feeling that like they're looking for the excuse to remove it. For those who don't know what uh, Christiania is, it's uh, a, basically a free zone, kind of like Amsterdam is, but basically a huge park yeah. uh, in the middle of Copenhagen, the capital of Denmark, uh, where the use of marijuana is uh, legal? It's kind of legal. It's, it's decriminalized at least? Yeah, decriminalized. Or if it's, it's more like, you know, the police just don't yeah, I mean, go there. And, <laughs> I, I mean, have you ever been to Christiania? No. It's really nice. The first time I heard about Christiania, I thought it would be this, this ghetto filled with drugs lo- drug lords with dogs barking at you. And... One time when I, my girlfriend and I went to Denmark, she uh, suggested, hey, why don't we go to Christiania? And I was like, what? <laughs> but you hate drugs, and you're not that fond of German shepherds like I am. <laughs> so what, why? And then we got down there, and it's so nice. It's a beautiful park. It was really nice. I want to take my kids there. It was really nice. So... You go, Christiania. You're much nicer than I rem- than I uh, had them had imagined. So, I guess drugs don't need to lead to nuclear war then. But the war on drugs has taken you know several shapes. Uh, in America, you got the full-on profit, profit, profit. How can you make money by <laughs> prosecuting people? Uh, here in Norway, we're I don't know basically just following America's lead, just milder. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, the war on drugs in many ways was kind of the war on terror 1.0, in which mm. it's like, oh, we need to invade your privacy. We need to be able to surveil your phone in case you're going to sell drugs to people. Mm. We need to be able to go in without really any big reason for a warrant in case you have drugs. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, Duterte, where is he? Philippines? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the Philippines, uh, <laughs> there are literal they just death shoot you. <laughs> yeah, there are death squads just roaming about, murdering yeah. your ass for having drugs. When I said that in the opening, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> I mean, have you seen? I mean, this sentence is going to sound ridiculous. Uh, this qu- question, but have you seen Duterte's uh, Christmas video to the drug dealers? No, but I expect it to be like some real crazy shit. Ooh. It's an amazing video. It's Duterte just sitting in the chair and he's recorded a nice Christmas message for the nation's drug dealers and drug users. And he basically just sits there and says, uh, the time of drugs is over. Uh, and to all, the, to all the bastards who use and sell drugs, I want to say, uh, this, will be your la- uh, this will be your last year. Uh, basically, we're going to murder you. And then he finishes with, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I mean... It's a pretty good video. You should check it out. Red is the color of Christmas. So if you're Filipino, but, uh, you're 
didn't his like nephew or something end up getting caught with like shit on of drugs? I'm sure he did. I mean, the the big red line that goes through all of these uh, different variations of the war on drugs is hypocrisy. Yeah, it's kind of how you know people went to America and was like, huh, let's found a country where everyone is equal. Huh, that's a good idea. Slave, go fetch me my quill. <laughs> yeah, America. My God, I'm tired of it. Um, so yeah, it'll take different shape. I'm, I'm very interested to see now that we're... I mean, we're moving very quickly towards full federal legalization of at least cannabis in yeah. America. And also, you know, things like... Uh, I, I think uh, psilocybin mushrooms, I mean, psychedelic mushrooms, and even MDMA has... They made you know, serious progress towards legalizing or decriminalizing it. I think in um, uh, Detroit? Detroit, is that in Colorado? No. It's a city. No, oh, okay. I, I think it might be in, in the state of Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I think they've decriminalized psilocybin mushrooms for medical use or something. So we're moving quickly in the right direction. It's taken way too long but it's yeah. happened quite fast over the last few years america is like this really weird example where like it's legalized on a federal level but still fucking illegal on a national level uh, no you, you mean it's uh federally it's still illegal yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah but statewide statewide it's le yeah okay statewide it's legal all right so yeah yeah um so i'm really excited to see what's gonna happen in norway because I mean, when they go full legalization... Apparently nothing, according to the Labour Party. Yeah, but I think they're... I mean, I guess we can thank the gods that they're so weak-willed, because, you know, a little pressure from the right people, I think they'll cave. But we'll have to see. They have people, they have employers to please, <laughs> and it's not the people. Uh, I mean, the last one I wrote down was when. You know, when did the war on drugs begin? And it was basically during the Vietnam War. All the yeah. protests and stuff, they wanted to when stop people that people realized that, you know, maybe we could do other things than being this mm. shit-ass country. And, yeah, I mean, the final question I wrote down was, when will it end? And That's a big question. I think it will take a longer question. time than we think. Because every time it seems to happen progress... Like, you know, shit like this happened with like, ah, but should we really let young people, and by young I mean like, you know, 18, 20, 25-ish, be able to do these things without consequence? We need to put them in jail. And then it falls apart. They can go to war, though. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can send them to murder people. Murder some people in mud huts. That's fine. Or yeah. drink so much that you cannot stand. Hey, you're 18 now. Want to kill some brown people? <sighs> and then you probably need to do drugs to deal with, you know, the dreams afterwards. Of course. I mean, But you... then, when you need help for that, we'll throw you in jail because drugs are bad and illegal. Mm. Yeah. We'll traumatize you, make you need drugs, give you drugs to get you addicted, take away the drugs, and then arrest you when you do something to get, do something illegal to get your drugs. Sounds fair to me. Yeah. So... <sighs> When will it end? I hope soon. I think not. It sucks. But, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what happens. Who knows? I mean, 
Trump became president. <laughs> Weed might be legal. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it doesn't sound so stupid now, huh? You negative yeah. bastard. That's like, you know, the, the new punchline to like every counter argument you could ever use. <laughs> Sarah Palin said she, she could see Russia from her porch. <laughs> she was almost vice president, dude. <laughs> what kind of drugs do you think she I, was on? <laughs> I think we'll be smoking joints within a decade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sarah Palin. Oh. <sighs> okay, I think this is good, man. Yeah, I think like when you come to Sarah Palin, that means the end of yeah. every discussion. When you go from weed to Sarah Palin, you've either succeeded massively in your endeavor or you've taken a very wrong turn. Yeah. And I'm not staying to finding out if we have. <laughs> so, if you're still listening, there's a subscribe or follow or something thing. We'll We'll actually be starting to post more content now, so they will start coming out. Yeah, we're going to make a new effort to be more, not more thorough, but putting out more content, like you said, and uh, staying more on schedule. And uh, give us feedback, reviews, that kind of thing is... Yeah, and like you said, we're gonna, we have a Twitter account that's going to be active soon. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a YouTube account. We're going to share some new, other new content. So if you're interested, stay posted and please send us feedback. We love hearing how awesome we are. And Matthew will be very happy to hear what we're doing wrong. Yes, so, because then I can use that to mock Andy every day. It will be great fun. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.